Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. How is everybody today? Look at our full house. So good. We're, you know, we're ending well. It's good to start well, right? Yeah, 10 years ago, we're not ending sisterhood, but 10 years ago when we started sisterhood, you know, it, it, um, it was, you know, little. I mean, it was really little. And just how it's just grown and how it's continued to impact and, and go, it's just an amazing thing. It's amazing to watch it. And here we are in our last two Tuesdays in the field house or the womb. Susan called it the womb last week. I know, but I call it the field house. That's the difference of my language and Susan's. That's it. <laughs> That's it right there. But I do, I think how amazing has God has been so faithful. Because, y'all, we used to look at that wall, right? You remember when we came in here almost five years ago, and we were like, y'all, it's going to be fine. We're, we're not going to be here but like two years, and we're going to be out of here. Y'all remember that? And I lied because I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know Florence was coming to visit. I didn't know COVID and all crazy world was getting ready to break out. We just didn't know what we didn't know, right? So now we're facing this direction, and we're getting ready to to, to pick up our tabernacle and go across the town, aren't we? And go across the city. So we got a lot. We got a lot this summer to do. We got a lot of packing and moving and all the things. So this summer, you know, I told you we're going to do our sisterhood book clubs, and I am so thankful to report to you, and I'll, I'll pass it around again today. I mean, I'll, I'll give everybody one more chance, but one more go around to sign up if you want to lead a book club. Um, I'm going to, I'm at, I know Eli is working with the greater life groups of the church, but I'm going to be working one-on-one -on -one with the um, small group leaders this summer and, and any we have in the future for this particular book, and the book is called, why do I not have it written down, Created to Dream by Rick Warren. I told you the first week that it was the bait of Satan, but that, that is quite the summer read. <laughs> that was just, I don't know, I was just, I know, I was like, y'all aren't going to carry that out to the beach or to the pool and pull that out and read it, so we just decided we were going to do something that was going to be more of a summer read, but it's going to be an awesome read, and uh, the way you will get your book, now listen to me on this, as I don't want, I know there's lots of questions, how do I sign up, now this is not for you leaders, but this is for everybody else, in the foyer on Sunday morning, we will have tables set up on April 30th, May 7th, and May 14th, all three of those days, you can sign up and register, get your name on a list for a book club, and we will give you your book there. Or if you go online and register for your book club, and I don't know if that's up yet. Is that able, That's not been put together yet. April 30th, that will go live on the website, and when you do that, if you don't sign up at church and register in person, when you get to your book club for the first week, they'll have your book there for you. And they'll give you, so you have to register and you have to come in person to get your book. So we're just not buying bo a book for the whole church, you know what I'm saying? So you got to make that commitment. So I'm going to pass this around and um, we were just, you know, if anybody else wants to hop in there on the leadership train, 
uh, I think it's pretty cool. We got 14 people. Like, I'm like, that is amazing. Way to go, sisterhood. Y'all are amazing. And it's going to be fun. We're just going to have a good summer. So, you ready to go, Nicole? You come on up here. I, this is, I do, we didn't plan it this way. This was not planned that uh, this would be your week right before I close it out. And Nicole has been with me doing this, y'all, morning and night for 10 years. No, if she's missed a Monday, it's been one, one. I'm sorry, not Monday, Tuesday. Did I say Monday nights? Monday and Tuesday, I am here Monday and Tuesday nights right now because Freedom Group. Anyway, Tuesdays, she's been here morning and night for 10 years. Ten years. Did y'all hear what I said? Yes, that is amazing. So I, I just, um, I thank you because it has been such a strength and an encouragement to me. Y'all know those plants that Willow probably knows these plants. You know the plants that you have to stake because they get real. That I am like Nicole. What is happening? She's like, you got. She's like, you got it. You got it. I'm gonna hold you up because I get kind of droopy sometimes, and I need all of them. But I mean, I do. I need that support, you know, because sometimes I'm like, I just want to like. Susan calls it napalming. Do y'all know what that is? I can napalm everything and walk away, like you know, because sometimes you get tired. And so it's so amazing to have had you there that whole time. So those of you who don't know anything about Nicole. She has a, a gift that not only can teach uh, us, but she has a gift that also can teach and pastor children, and that is very unique. That is a very unique thing because, you know, it's one thing to talk to adults. It's another thing to make that, that thing, that profound thing, simple so that a child can take it and run with it and grow. And so it's such a beautiful thing to have her be part of our team and our ministry. It's just amazing. It's just amazing, and I love you so much. And so she has quite the gift with words. And she's very punny. She and Lachlan, we're, we're all like, stop. We can't keep up. I don't even know what you're saying anymore. <laughs> and she's very much my uh, 80s music buddy. We're in it. I know. And so we just have the biggest time and you, I promise today you're going to walk away with something that's going to fill your tank up. It's going to be amazing. It is because she already told me that God has given her some new stuff and she said it has excited me to even share it. So that's big. That's big. So here we go. I love you. I'm going to pray for you. So Lord, I thank you so much for Nicole. I thank you, Lord, for her life and, um, her faithfulness, God, her steadfastness for her lean in in my personal life and um, the way she loves my family, the way she loves this house. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that gift in her. Lord, we thank you this morning that you've poured into her and now she's going to pour into us. And so, God, we position our hearts, our spirits ready to receive. We pull a seat up at the table today. God, we thank you that um, when we come to you, God, your promise is that you'll not only meet with us, but that you'll fill us and you'll feed us. And so today we are asking you, God, to feed us and fill us. And we're looking forward, Lord, to how you're going to build us women yet another week. 
And so we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And let your anointing come and do what only it can do. In Jesus' name, amen. That's so good. So good. I know you say how, you know, about me being there morning and night, but that was, it's, it's kind of a selfish thing, Harriet. It was, it, it's, I loved it so much in the morning. I wanted to come back for a second helping. <laughs> that kind of tends to be my MO. I'm a second double portion kind of girl. So, um, but no, really, um, sisterhood came the year I arrived at um, Life Church, I arrived in the spring, and then Sisterhood took off in the fall. And when it did, I mean, it just lifted and lifed me. It is. Sisterhood means a lot to me, to my personal self. It's where I got to know so many of you. I know your names because of Sisterhood, because we would break into our little groups, Tilden and Barbara, and we would. And then, then I had a small group I, that stint came from at Sisterhood, and I got to know so many of you. And um, it has just been, it's been life to me. Your yes to sisterhood in the time that you said yes was life to me. So I would have it no other way than to be morning and night. Because y'all, I'm going to tell you, God's word is live and powerful. It can light you up in the morning, it lights you right back up at night. I can just tell you what, it's just something. So I, I love it. I have found my people in sisterhood. I met Gina in sisterhood that's how I got to know Gina was in sisterhood I got to know Michelle in sisterhood and these are these are my these are my people these are my your people and so I'm just telling your people are out there I want you to look to your left look to your right and just say these are my people sisterhood these are your people um so we're not going anywhere we're just not gonna be here in the field house no more and I love the field house I'm just gonna tell you I have great memories here in the field house in the years that we have been here we've had worship services we have gone through some hard stuff here in this house to go through a major hurricane that about took out the city we went through it in this house we called you from this house we called every person that was ever been part of life church from this house we talked to everyone um, or we at least left a, left a message for you we went through covid in this house in this house we filmed in this house we didn't know what in the world we was doing but we was doing it we were doing it and god has been so good and gracious to us in this house so I honor, thank you, Lord, for this house. And we're so excited about the new one. But, God, we do thank you for this one and what it has been to us. We, have, we are blessed to have had this little piece of office property to where we can gather every single day, you know, and, and thankful for First Baptist to be able to partner with them and let it be. It was a win-win. It was a win-win for them, too. It was a win, no, for real, it was. I mean, it was. It was a win for them. And it was a win for us because everything else was closed up, y'all. But we could get into our facility. So I'm just so... Wow, okay, I'm off of all that. Okay, anyway, hey, so today, <laughs> on today, what I am talking about is dynamite women. Dynamite women. The Shunammite and the widow with the might. These are mighty women, and we don't know their names, but you will see in their story, it just really doesn't matter. Their story is what matters. And the truth is the same is true for us. People may not have to know your name, but your story matters. Your story matters. And I love this whole series of a beautiful life. Like I said, every, every single one of these has hit a deep place and put like a, mm, I mean, it has, it, has, it has lifted me up in every single area. Our very first one, the Proverbs 31, 
for me, and this is just my, my wording, this is not anybody else's, but I called it a call to assignment. Proverbs 31 was where we got this strategy and the stewardship, and I can do both of those. I may not be as listed in the Proverbs 31 right then, but what I loved about that was Harriet says, you know what, this was a process over time. She didn't walk out of the womb going, I am Proverbs 31. I am a woman, a virtuous woman. I mean, she, this, this was something that happened over time. And you know what? We grow over time. And so I loved that. I love that, that I now have a strategy and I have something to steward. And that's an assignment for all of us. We all can be. That's what I felt. I was like, oh, I, like, I, I can be like a Proverbs 31 woman. That's so cool. I love that. And then the second week with Michelle was with the daughters of Zarephath. Okay. And what? Zelophehad. Sorry. Yeah. The, the, Z, the, the Z generation. <laughs> okay, but they did call out all of their names, all the daughters' names. Were, and to me, it was a call of awareness. It was an awareness that we are significant in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Women are significant in the kingdom of God. And the things that, that have happened because of women and their voice and their being equipping and stewarding that call, it's a beautiful call to awareness for me. Like, I, like we matter. We matter every one of us matter and then when Gina came up to bat with Lois and Eunice that to me was a call to arms right I mean we were like "Mm -mm." it was a call to the generations that what we do and say now it matters out there and look at look at the legacy and it it may not be easy listen most things are not easy but with Jesus it's always easier with him, it will always be easier, and he will empower us to do that. So it was a call of arms for me. And then um, last week with Hannah and Anna, um, with Susan, when she talked about them, it was a call to action. They didn't stay stuck in their disappointment. You know what I mean? She didn't stay at home. She went to the temple. She didn't hide out, but she went and she prayed. And what I love about that is she even stood up to the priest, Eli, and was just like, hey, I am not as drunk. I am not drunk. Let me just set the record straight here. I am not drunk. And Lord, she gets a promise. That promise comes to pass. And boy, she she takes action. And I love that. Anna, the same way. Whatever that disappointment in her marriage or um, her husband dying and then her going to the temple and then stewarding that her whole life. Like she poured out her whole life, the rest of her life, to lay her eyes upon Jesus. I mean, wowzer. That is just that. That makes me want to act, is to know that in the process of time that there is, there is power there. And today I'm just going to call mine a call to ascension. We're going to level up. We're going to go up a level. And I feel like that's what God is calling every one of us to do, is to step, step up, step up. No matter what the circumstances are, we can go higher. We can do, we can do 1% better. We can. And then we can do 1% better than that. And then 1% better than that. We can. Because God equips us. He gives us a capacity to stretch and to do what we never thought we could do on our own. He says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the plans he has for those who love him. And that I may not know the plans he has for me, but he, he knows the plans he has for me. And he promises me that they're good. They're not evil. And they're for the future and hope. Isn't that good? That's for all of us. That's for all of us. Um, and this woman, the Shunammite woman, I'm going to start there. The Shunammite woman, um, she, she does level up. What you see in her story is that she 
levels up by um, opening up her house. And then she gives him the upper room. And then when stuff happens in her life, when life happens, she saddles up. And then she goes up to Mount Carmel. I mean, she is leveling up the whole way. And so that's why I came up with that little name right there. Now listen, the Shunammite woman, she is from the tribe of Issachar. And if you know anything about Issachar, um, one of the scriptures, and um, Harriet has shared it with us, um, is First Chronicles 12, 32. It says, the men, the men of Issachar, they were ones who had understanding of the time to know what Israel ought to do. That tribe is known for being discerning, discerning. And I can tell you what, the Shunammite was discerning. She was so discerning. And we are discerning because we have the Holy Spirit that lives up inside of us. He teaches us all things, leads us into all truth. He taps us, he whispers, he leads, he directs. He does all of that. If we will let him, if we'll just put an ear to the chest of God, he does that. And we must discern the times that we are in. The world is a mess. And I don't even know all of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I only did like this much, like this much. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even go further. I could not, I was like, my eyes don't need to see none of, no, I don't need to know. I just need to know that Jesus is my answer. And I'm going to pray over all the evil that I don't know. But the world is a mess. And the statistics, I learned this, was that seven out of ten people on the planet have a mental illness. They declare that they have a mental illness. Seven out of ten. Four out of those seven say it is a spiritual demonic thing. Four out of the seven say that it is something demonic. It's demonic. Y'all, I'm telling you, the world is a mess. We need to discern the times that we are living in. So Q, the Shunammite woman, she is discerning. Shunam actually means rest and quiet. That city, Shunam, she's a Shumanite, Shunammite woman. She's from the city of Shunam, and Shunam means rest and quiet. And that was their portion. That was the blessing that Jacob gave Issachar, was that they would have, this would be a restful and quiet city. doesn't mean that they were passive. It just means that it, it really was like a nice, it's a nice little town that they were living there. It was nice. Um, the possession of Issachar was given. It was a blessing by, um, uh, it was the possession of land that they were giving. And it says that Shunem, that Abishag, who was the companion of David in late in his life, um, that she was a Shunammite. She was a Shunammite woman. And so some commentaries say that she is connected, that she is connected in some way to Abishag, that they are in that family together. So let's, let's just read. Let's just read. Let's see what the word says about it. It's found in 2 Kings chapter 4. And it says, now it happened one day. Y'all, there's a perfect time for everything. And there's nothing that happens under the sun that God is not completely aware of. So I love the fact when it says now. Because he's just going, like, this, this is the time. This is the appointed time. It says, now it happened one day that Elisha, who was a prophet of God, he was the one who came after Elijah, and he had this mantle that Elijah had 
um, that God had bestowed upon him from Elijah. And he was just, he was just, he was known as a man of God and a prophet of God. It said that Elisha went to Shunem where there was a notable woman. Now, when you look up that word notable, um, it is the word that means great in the Strong's um, commentary. And it means also mighty. Isn't that fun? You know, I love that. The mighty woman is a mighty woman. The Shunammite is a force of might. Isn't that great? I love that. You know, I love that so much. Um, but yeah, it's what it means that she is a mighty, she is a mighty woman. Um, and she persuaded him. She persuaded Elisha to come and eat some food at her house. And so it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. You'll see that that word turn in is used three times in the telling of the story. I just find that really interesting. And I'll expand on that in just a little bit. And it says, and she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God. I discern that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Let us, you and me, partnering together in unity. You can tell she values her marriage. She values that union. And they're going to do this thing together. She's not going off on her own. She's going, let us. Let's do this. Let's make a small upper room on the wall. And let us, let us put a bed there and a table there and a chair there and a lampstand there. Now, this woman, like, I'm going to tell you what, like, she's just not making a meal. She prepared a table. He loved it so much, he came every time he was back in town. I mean, this happens over a couple verses, but this is over a period of time. Every time he come to town, he was like, hey, shooting my woman, are you, you got, got, got some bread in there? And she invited him in to have a great time. So much so that she was like, you know what, let's, we've got that room upstairs. Let's, pre- let's prepare for him a place. You know what, that upper room was the best room because that's where the breezes were. That's where the flow of air could be. And so she said, let's, let's give him a bed. Let's give him a chair. Let's give him a table. Let's give him a lampstand. Anything he could possibly need up in that room. She turned her place into a and b <laughs> She did. She said, like, anytime, anytime you're coming through, you have got a place to turn in. And that translation of that word was to withdraw. You have a place. I know my city is rest and quiet, but even in rest and quiet, you need to withdraw. And so she said, here's my place. I have prepared for you a place, a room, an atmosphere is what she created. I love that. Um, And it happened one day, here we go, it happened one day that he came there and he turned in to the upper room and he lay down there and he said to Kazai, his servant, he said, call this Shunammite woman. I mean, he was just laying there going, man, this room is so nice. I, this is, I'm really liking it here. You you call her because I, I want to return this kindness. I want to do, I want something, I want to do something for her. So he calls Gehazi in, and he says, call the Shunammite woman in. And he said to him, now why they're talking through a mediator, I'm not sure. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether they didn't speak the same language or whatever. But he's asking, he's saying, Gehazi, say to her. He said, and he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. You have been so kind to us. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answers, I dwell among my own people. She's like, I'm, I'm content right where I am. To sp- appeal to the king would, would mean that maybe she would need some provision. You want special favors from the king? He can provide for you. That's what I'm good. Do you need me to talk to the commander of the armies? 
because he would provide protection. She's like, I'm good. Because actually, I think she knows the king of kings. I think she knows the commander of heaven's armies. She's going, I'm, I dwell with my people. I'm good. I know where my source is from. Don't you feel? I feel that with her. I feel that with her. Thank you. But, and so Gehazi and Elijah, Elisha are, are talking. It says, so he said, when then is to be, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, he said, well, actually, you know, man of God, you didn't notice this, but I did. <laughs> she doesn't have a son and her husband's really old. And he said, perhaps that. He said, call her. So when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Notice the honor and the respect that she has in her own house, that she's standing at the doorway. She's not entering in to the room of the men. And it says that she stood at the door. And then he said, he said, about this time, he didn't even ask her. He, he, he skipped over that whole thing. He said, about this time next year, you're going to embrace a son. Not have something, you're going to embrace a son. And her response, no, my Lord, oh, man of God, don't you lie to me. Now, do you know that that was all that was said? When I say that this woman was discerning, in this, she's discerning even over her words, even over her voice. Because she says, man of God, she's going, you know, I know you speak the truth. I know you speak the truth. But she uncovers her heart just a little bit. Don't you lie to me. Why? Because this was the secret place that she had put to rest in her heart. That was her true desire. Was to have a son. Don't you? Don't, don't you lie to me. They didn't say anything else. Matter of fact, I, I don't know who wrote this, but I'm like, man, surely there was, there was something that happened between now. But it says, goes to verse 17, says she had a kid. But the woman conceived, bore a son. And when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her. So she conceived and had a kid in one verse. It just, there it went. Don't you lie to me. Whoa. Come to my baby shower. It was. Right? I mean, there's nothing. And sometimes, I just kind of love that. Because even in, even in the definition of Shunem and Shunammite, it's quiet and rest. It says, in quiet and in confidence will be your strength. That's what the word says. In quiet and in confidence will be your strength. And so she rested in that promise, and she tucked that in. She's like, I'm just not even going to speak another word about it. I'm just going, okay, well, looky there. <laughs> well, then it goes to verse 18, the child grew. So see, listen, y'all, the Bible happens like this. I mean, we read it, and we think it's just like it's just happening like it. But it is over a process of time. There's a lot of in-between. It says the child grew, and it happened that one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said to his father, my head, my head. And so he said to the servant, carry him to his mother. Smart guy. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat her, he sat on her knees till noon, and then he died. They say in the commentary that, they believe that it was like a sunstroke. There was inflammation in the brain, and it was a sunstroke, and he, he died. But watch her discerning response. She went up. You see what I'm saying? I don't believe that's by accident. I don't believe any word in here is by coincidence. I believe it is providence. 
She took the high road. She went up, laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. The discerning piece of this Shunammite woman is her timing. She knows when to open the door. Come on in, Elisha. You're welcome in my home. She knows when to shut the door. She laid him on the bed of the man of God in the place of rest, in the city of rest, and said, there's, there's a rest of my story. I'm going to go handle that. You s- stay here. And it says that she called to her husband, and she said, please, send me one of the young men, one of the donkeys, that I may run to the man of God and come back. And he says, well, why are you going to him today? It's not the... It's not the new moon. It's not the Sabbath. And she says to him, it is well. The discernment that the Shunammite has in this moment right here, that she guards her voice, and she does this right here. She doesn't saddle up with fact. Fact is, he's dead. She doesn't saddle up with her feelings, the grief the loss, the feeling maybe of betrayal, that this was something that was promised. And she said, hey, I didn't didn't ask for this. She didn't saddle up with all the what ifs. And she didn't saddle up with fear. Not with fact, nor the feeling, or the fear we're able to overwhelm. She simply spoke. It is well. I'm going to the man of God. I'm going to the man of God. In our moments where the facts, we don't like them. In the moments when our feelings could so overwhelm. In the moments when the fear could just so rise up. Get to God. Just get to God. He's right there anyway, so you just call on him. Just call to me. I'll answer you, show you great mighty things you don't even know. Just call to me. Just call to me, because I'm right here. I'm right here. It's just to make you aware that I'm here. She says, I just got to get to him, and she says, it is well when i looked up that word well in the commentary it is the word s h a l o w m shalom the same word it says go go to shalom that's what it says go to shalom go to peace she is living in the place of peace. She is living in the place of rest. And so she speaks it. It is well. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. That's what shalom is. Shalom is perfect peace. And I can tell you, in the middle of the worst possible circumstance, it is peace, the Bible says, that passes all understanding. I would need that kind of peace in this situation. I would need that. I... I'm, listen, I'd have, done, I'd have done exploded that story before I ever hit the downstairs. But she says, it is well. And it says that she saddles up and she went up to Mount Carmel on a donkey. Now, I always saw this as a, as a horse situation. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, she's a wealthy woman, a notable woman. I said, man, grab the stallion. I don't know. But this was like the... 
you know, I'm like, man, wow. And that's 20 miles, y'all. It was 20 miles from Shunem to Mount Carmel. And so likely this did not take, this did not happen in a day. You know what I'm saying? And so she rides. And she says, listen, servant, don't you slack up unless I tell you to. We're going to keep right on going. And so as she goes, Gehazi sees them coming. I love the fact they don't know her name, but they know it's a Shunammite woman. They knew they saw her, and he said, oh, look, it's the Shunammite. And Elisha says, well, go ask her, is everything well? Listen, ask her. Please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? No. Is it well with your husband? Uh-uh. Is it well with the child? Mm. I mean, I would be like, no, no, and no. Uh-uh. It is not. <laughs> All three. I win. It's none. It says, now when she came to the man of God, at the, well, when she said, it says, is it well? And she answered, it is well. And it's, trans- it's translated, it will be well. It is well as translated. It will be well. It will be peace. It will be shalom. It will be. It will be. All I know is I'm going to I'm gonna get to God, and it will be. I'm going to get to God. Whatever, however this turns out, it will be. It will be because I know my God. I know my God is good. He's got a plan and a purpose. I may not understand it, but he's got a plan, and he's got a purpose, and it will be. It will be. It, it, it will be. Like she does not even utter. Her discernment in her voice right there, when she could have spilled it all out, and she does not. So she came to the man of God at the hill. She caught him by the feet. Gehazi came near and he kind of pushed her away. But the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is in deep distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me. He hasn't told me. Why? Because she needed to tell her story. This was her moment to tell her story. It needed to come from her it could have come from him he was a prophet he was a man of God God says no 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 I want her to tell the story so she said did I ask a son of my Lord did I not say do not deceive me he said he said to Gehazi he said well get yourself ready take my staff in your hand be on your way if you meet anyone don't talk to him just keep going lay my staff on the face of the child and the mother of the child said as the Lord lives and as your soul lives I'm not leaving you. And she arose. She could leave her child, but she's not leaving the man of God. Do you know what I'm saying? She could leave the thing. She loves him. She knows he's, he's this, this ain't going to happen without God. She's going, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with you. And so Elisha goes. Gehazi went on ahead he laid the staff on there was neither voice nor hearing he went back to meet him he saw them coming he says I'm sorry the child's not awakened even when Elisha came to the house and he went there and he was lying there on his bed and he went there for he shut the door he shut the door behind the two of them and they prayed to the Lord he went up he lay on the child he stretched himself out over him mouth over mouth eyes over eyes hands over hands stretched himself The child became warm, but he wasn't alive. He returned, walked back and forth in the house again, went up, stretched himself out. Then the child sneezed seven times, and he opened his eyes. I may not understand all that right there, but I know that even Elisha was stretched 
Even Elisha was stretched, and our faith will stretch us. It will challenge us. But God, the fact that that boy woke up sneezing seven times, I'm like, what in the world? But there's nothing there by accident. Seven is that number of completion. It is that, it's the number of, like, rest. Because the Sabbath, the seventh, is the day of rest. And it was almost, he's going, list. you can rest in this. It is indeed blessed. It is blessed. Now, you would think that would be the end of the story. But I love her response again. Sweet, discerning, Shunammite, powerful Shunammite, dynamite woman. He says, you can go to him and pick him up. Instead, she falls to the feet of the man of God. And she worships, not the man of God. She's worshiping the God. Then she goes to her son and picks him up. I'm going to tell you what, that right there, that heart for God, and we don't even know her name, but man, her story is quite powerful, isn't it? And for somebody whose name's not even mentioned, God ain't even done with her yet. She comes right back up in chapter 8. In chapter 8, it says that Elisha tells her, he says, hey, um, Listen, there's going to be a famine in the land. It's going to last about seven years. I'm going to need you to pick up you and your household, and y'all going to need to move away for a bit because you're going to need to, you're going because it's going to be a famine here. She does that. Says that she picks up, she moves, and she stays away for seven years. So, so the woman, she does, she arose again. She goes up. She levels up. She's going, she's always going higher. Um, it says she did according to the saying of the man of God, and she went with her household, and she dwelt in the land of the Philistines for seven years. Seven, and it is done, and then it's a place of rest, and that beautiful. And it came to pass at the end of seven years that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines, and she went. She didn't go home. She went to the house of the king to appeal to the king. Now her discerning, right, like right here, like right now, this was not something that women. You don't just go approach the king. You can't just go walk in the door and say, hey, I want my house and my land back, bud. I've been gone for seven years, but I'm ready to collect. But there is a confidence in her because I will bet you there was a discerning spirit that said, go right now. Go right now. And so she heads on in to the king's place. And while the king is there, he is talking to none other than Hazai, the servant of the man of God. Happens to be right there with the king. And the king says to Gehazi, hey, you tell me some of them great things that Elisha's been doing. And you know what story he tells? There was this Shunammite woman and this boy, and he died. And we went to her house, and Elisha prayed, and he was alive. The king's like, no way. He said, hold up. That's her. <laughs> there she is. There she is. Right, right. There she is. There and her boy. Y'all, come, come, come here. I was just telling the king all about you. No way. Yes way. Tell me all about. Oh, it was, it was incredible. I mean, can you just imagine their just little reunion right there? He's well, what are you doing here? She says, well, I'm here to come collect my house and my land. Listen, I, I, I moved away from here during your little famine thing, but now I'm back, and I want what's mine now I don't believe she was ugly about that I believe she was just as amazing as a shooting woman as she's ever been 
She's kindest one, so polite. And he said, oh, restore all to her. That's what your Bible says. Restore all to her and anything that she missed in those seven years. Any crop, any interest, any, all of it. All seven years worth. Why? Because it is wealth. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. That's a dynamite woman. I am, I am inspired by her kindness. I'm inspired by the fact that in her disappointment that she didn't get stuck, that she still served, that she still sought God, even though she knew that God was the one who was able. But she still served and she still did. And her kindness, well, Elisha caught on to that. He wanted to be a part of all that. And then what does his words say? But is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And what does repentance mean but to turn, to go to the high place? That's what it means. Repentance is to turn away from sin and turn to God, to go to the high place, the kindness. Listen, we can, we can be a Shunammite woman. Listen, a mighty Shunammite woman, she makes opportunity. She created opportunity. She made a great day. She didn't have a great day. She made a great day. We can make a great day, right? We, can't, we don't have to have it. We can make it for somebody. We can do something for somebody to make a great day. We should lie down on our bed at the end of the day and go, how did I make this day great? Through the power that works in me. I, to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly past my capacity, far exceeding my capacity, according to what? The power that works in me. Y'all, it works. Do you hear that? It works for you. It, it works. It ain't going to fail. It works. It's working in you. It's working in you. You can make somebody a great day. A mighty woman, listen, she valued relationships. She didn't just cast her little husband aside. I mean, poor Hazi just called him out and said, man, he's old. But she's like, honey, we're not too old. Let's build us up a room. Let's do that. She valued her relationships. She made connections. I love the fact that a mighty woman, she sets an atmosphere. Y'all, we can set an atmosphere. You set an atmosphere by the attitude that you carry. I remember that was something that Oprah put in her Harpo Studios or something like that. She says, you're responsible for the energy you bring in this room. <laughs> and I imagine if she didn't like it, she'd <laughs> send you out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. But we do. We are responsible for the energy that we bring in the room. And listen, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So you know what? We can counteract anything that's going on on the inside, any feelings that we may have. I'm not telling We don't hide our feelings. We don't bury our feelings. We don't ever, we don't ignore them. We don't ignore the facts. We don't ignore the feelings. We don't ignore the fear. But we do get to the man of God. And he can settle and put to peace all that's up in there so that you can carry yourself into an atmosphere that brings peace to other people. A mighty woman, she shows the extraordinary kindness. And that's what I just talked about, just right there. And I love that he was so moved that he wanted to return it. Remember I said it turned in, he turned in, he turned in, he turned in, and then he wanted to return. That's how kindness works. And it is, it is the fruit of the Spirit 
the fruit of his spirit that grows inside of us, kindness. That's, that's part of it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Y'all, that sounds like a good time. I want to be around people who are cultivating that kind of fruit, right? That's good stuff. Um, I want to jump just for a second as I, I'm going to close right here to the widow's mite. Because what I love about this in Mark 12 and Luke 21. I'm going to use the Mark version. It starts again with now. See, God's got a timetable now. New Testament, unnamed woman. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury. And he saw how the people put money into the treasury. Many who were rich put in much. Now Jesus sat opposite of the treasury. So he could, he could see who was coming in and out. But he didn't say, I saw who was putting in money. He didn't say, I saw what they were putting in. I saw how they were giving. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's kind of like they took their sack of coins out. And it was like, ching a ching a ching a ching a ching a ching and Oh, was that my hundred? Sorry about that. Let me must stick that stick that in there. That's that was me. He saw how. He saw how they gave. Then one poor widow came and she threw in two mites. You see how she gave? For me, I'm thinking. Number one, she wasn't wearing a big billboard that says, hello, I'm a poor widow, and I didn't bring much. But Jesus knew her, and he's telling the story. There's a widow that came in, and she threw in her two mites. She wasn't ashamed. She didn't just kind of go, she didn't come inside, can you, can you just go put mine in for me? I don't want to go up there. No, man, she came in. Threw in her two mites, she was out of there. It was such a moment that Jesus huddled up the disciples. He said, fellas, huddle up. Huddle it up the team. He said, I want you to see what I just saw right here. He called his disciples to himself, and he said in red, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow, she has put more in all of those things than, um, than all of these. For she... For they put in all out of their abundance. But she has, out of her poverty, put in all that she had. Her whole livelihood. There was nothing left. She held nothing back. That's a dynamite woman. That's the women that we can be, that we can give all. We can give it all. We can toss it in because we know who our source is. We know who Jesus is. We have a name. We have a name that we can go to. Listen, it was quite the risk for the Shunammite to go to the king, but not for us. We can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain grace and mercy in our time of need. He is our very present help in the time of trouble. And that we can call to him. He will answer us. He will show us the great and the mighty. Think over your life. How many times God has shown up and you said, there is no other way. There ain't no other way. It was a Red Sea moment for you, and you know it. And that's your story. That's your testimony. That's what we share. 
That's what sisterhood is for. That's who all your people coming after you need to hear. Our kiddos need to know that God is their source. He is their identity. They are his kids, and he is with them. He's with them. I may not know your name, but he knows your name. And he knows your story. And he wants us to share that story. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men, they couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again because they didn't go to the king. They went to the men, they went to the horses, but we can be broken open, and somehow he knows how to put all the pieces, and he uses every one. Nothing is wasted. We have a dynamite king, and we can be dynamite women. I wish I may. I wish I might. Be like these here, this here Shunammite, who is always so kind and oh so polite, <laughs> and always seeking to do the right. I wish I may, I wish I might. Be like the woman, the woman with the might. Man, she gave it all and held nothing back. That's what I wish to have as I walk my track. I wish I may, I wish I might. Be like these women of dynamite, that I may face the world without a fright. Never afraid, always willing to stand and fight. Making the most of every day, let it as well be the words that I say. May appealing to the king be my first thing and his name be the song that I sing. May I always take the high road and look to the one who held nothing back. And like this message, it's finished. It is done. Woo-woo, all done. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even see the time. There it is. Okay. I have a couple of questions for you to, um, as you hang with your groups, um, you can discuss whichever one you wish. Okay, here it is. What is it that you need to appeal to the king about? What is it that you need to go to the king about? Or what dreams have you tucked away? What dreams have like taken their rest in the back seat of your heart. What is it that we need to say? It is well around. So you have about 10, about 10 minutes. Is that what you say? Almost 15. Woo. It, you, three questions, five minutes question. Woo, woo, woo. There we go. Okay. You guys will make your way back to your seat and you can go ahead and stand up when you get your chair back there. Okay, when you get back there, say I'm there. I'm there. 
I'm there. Woo. So how great was that? Yes. I do not tell you a lie. I told you it was going to be awesome. It was so good. It was so awesome. Uh, we, we were just, just saying, just kind of really quickly talking about the statistic that she talked about, you know, that four out of, I'm sorry, four out of seven have a mental illness and four of those, no, seven out of ten and four of those would say it is demonic and I would say it's probably more than that because we have, uh, I don't know, I just, I look at things and I think, does everybody else think this is as crazy as I do? Do y'all think it's crazy? Like, I think it's crazy when I watch a video of a man trying to breastfeed. I'm like, to me, that, that is a mental illness to me. Like, there is something wrong, terribly wrong. And, you know, so th- this, this whole thing about her, we can do what she did. Because she lived in kind of a crazy environment, too. We can do the same thing. We can call ourselves higher. We can set an atmosphere. We can walk with kindness. And you know what? We can say over situations, it is well. We can declare those words like an arrow into something. It is well no matter what it looks like. No matter if that thing looks dead right now. Because I look around the world. I mean, I was talking to Susan last night at dinner, and we were just like, we talked about some stuff, and then we were like, I mean, and, and we kept saying, do you get in these conversations and then you get to the end of it and you're like, unless God comes and does something, how is this ever going to change? What? Because it went like fast. You know, I mean, everything went fast. But she, the Shunammite, she leveled up and she kept going up. She did all the things to arise. I mean, look how many times it said, and she arose, and she got up, and she went up, and up. I mean, up. We can do that. That is how we create the opportunity for change. That's how we do the call to action. That's how we do all of these pieces that we've been hearing about every single week, and next week we've got the last one. And um, so it's going to be my, my woman is Rizpah you know anything about her and so we're going to talk about her next week and we're going to talk about our place in her story and um so it's going to be it's going to be good and we're going we're going to land the plane and we're going to be really um we're going to be charged as we have been being you know and um I just I loved I loved it all I thought it I thought it's been a great series so far so well done everybody so good I know I love it So I'm going to pray for you and send you on out today, and I want you guys to pray for us again tonight. I know Nicole would appreciate that as we go in. You know, um, I'm I'm not to say that I like y'all better than the nighttime people. Because, you know, they can't help it because they're, you know, they're at work and they're, and they're tired. Y'all, when they come here at night, they are worn out. They're tired. So we're sort of like, whoa, you know, we are doing all kinds of stuff to try to get them awake. You know, we're like, it's, it's, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And so, you know, we're like, ah, so pray for us not that the Lord will energize us all and that, it, and that the ones that need to be here to hear and be encouraged will be here. And uh, hear the word of the Lord. Um, it was absolutely a beautiful word. Man, I loved it. I loved it so much. So, Father, we just thank you so much. And we ask, God, that you would help us find ourselves in the tribe of Issachar, where we understand the times and the seasons. And, 
that we understand what to us just seems crazy. God, this just seems crazy, some of this to us. But help us find our part in the story. Help us find where we can step in, create an atmosphere, use our voice, declare shalom, declare that um, not only is it not broken, but that it's that it is well, that it is well. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your word that always inspires us. It always encourages our hearts. Thank you for Nicole. Thank you for the study, for the time that she put in, God, to deliver this word. We ask, God, that as we go today, Lord, that you will, you will just help us, um, that, that we will walk in this type of blessing on our own life, God, and that we will also see the return of kindness and blessing back into our own lives. And so we thank you for it, Lord. Uh, we speak life to the dead things. We just speak life to the dead things. In Jesus' name, we speak life to the dead things now. In Jesus' name. And we thank you, Jesus, that you're the kindest one we know. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs> I love you, people.